All right, MotoGP. And I, I really don't want to spend more time than we need. I, I think we have waxed poetic enough uh, on Supersport and Moto America. But there's a few things I want to talk about in Moto3. I, I really think that, um, first of all, Dennis Foggia went in the race. I think Foggia might be finding his form. Uh, Nico Antonelli finishing second. Great finish. And again, and third was Andre Migno. So great finish for him as well. Um, but really, man, you know, Fanati started from pole and was dominating the race until he crashed. Uh, it was it, it, it was it was tough to see. I, I was sad for Fanati. I mean, he he was running a good a good race up until that point. Um, I did want to mention that you know I can't even believe Anchu raced at all after that crash. Like yeah, that was. I'd still was be rough. laying there. <laughs> yeah. That was a rough crash. Yeah, oh my same God. with when Darren he, Bender. When, when Darren Bender had a pretty good off there too. Yeah. Well, when he would lay in there like that, I was like, "Oh no, please be okay," you know. And he, yeah. he's okay. He just beat up. Um, but I can't believe he raced. Well, um, hey, with that, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I, I do want to uh, take a second. You know, whenever I saw that, it was a little bit. We we didn't get to watch it live. Um, Angie and I were a couple hours, a few hours behind it, but um, we couldn't find anything. You know, any updates to him because I, you know, like you said to me, we were kind of worried. You know, what was going on with him? I couldn't find any news about him. I actually pinged uh, Moto News Now. And uh, Moto News Now, you know, uh, they they shot me a message back and was letting me know what was going on. Said he was just, uh, you know, really cool. up a little bit. So I want to uh, definitely give Moto News Now a, a shout there. Uh, you know, thanks yeah, for the info and and the feedback and uh, uh, definitely definitely appreciate you know that interaction and keeping us all up to date. I think we should apply for a press pass to MotoGP and and Dorna. I think with all as nice as we are talking about them, they would love it. I agree with right this. In. I mean, yeah. yeah. If not, I could probably call the Aspargaro brothers, and they could probably pull some strings for us too. Yep, yep. Or Maverick, Maverick, y'all see the one. Facts, I mean, big it, facts. I mean, I I eat a lot of day dinners at those houses, so you know, um, you know, I, but you know, so Fagia crashed. I mean, not Fagia, but Fanati crashed out. But Fagia, fast Fagia, man. Look, this guy when fast Fagia gets going, forget about it. Yeah, and I I said this earlier in the year about Fagia. When he gets to the lead, you know he has clear track to run. I I, I really think he's tough. He's just tough to beat. Um, at the beginning of that race, you know, I was watching uh, Garcia, and I was thought I thought that Pedro Acosta was stalking him, but it was really that Acosta just couldn't keep up with Garcia, and he was you know I thought he was just hanging out behind him, but he was riding as hard as he could as evidenced by his slide back down the order all the way to seventh. But Garcia's in really good form right now. I'm finishing fourth there. But um, yeah, but let's talk about the podium first. Let's talk about the podium first. Okay. And, 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 and Fagia doing an unbelievable job and winning another race. And the second half of this year, Fagia has been phenomenal. 
Yeah. I, again, you know, we, we kind of gave Dennis Foggia some uh, some grief a bit, you know, a few weeks back saying we're not really sure who was going to show up, but the fast Foggia has been the one that has been showing up um, more consistently recently. Um, and, and, you know, I think he's slotted himself into, you know, championship contention for uh, maybe not necessarily for the championship itself, but he thinks that he could definitely still win this, um, you know, and maybe he's thought wrong. You know, if we continue to see Pedro Costa slide and make mistakes, um, you know, maybe this is a championship that might bring its way back around to Dennis Waji and Sergio Garcia, um, you know, if they're able to capitalize yeah. on some of these these changes, you know, in Pedro Costa's yep. form yep. recently. Uh, but, uh, you know, not yeah. to take anything away from Fadja, he ran a fantastic race. And, you know, unfortunately for Romano Fanati, um, you know, Dennis Fadja was there and he, he's the one that finished in first. So, uh, you know, kudos to him. But uh, hated to see that, you know, for Fanati. Uh, you know, I, I do like the form that Fanati's been in recently. He's really strong. He looks, you know, really poised and really calm. Um, but just wasn't his day you know but still was no. an italian lockout on the on the podium. absolutely well and speaking of the those other two italians you know Mino coming back from the injury is is looking pretty good mm-hmm. and and antonelli is starting to ramp it up so i'm really happy to see those two guys having some success because they they just kind of weren't where they're supposed to be in the championship early on this year you know if, if this has been a almost a season of murphy's law for andrea Mino too you, you know i mean anything that that could have gone wrong for his season it has gone wrong you know he's taken out i think in jerez he was taken out um he was taken out in oh uh, yeah Mugello as yep. well so i mean he's just not had good luck whatsoever this year so far but he's yep. sticking it out he's putting it where he's, he's still putting in the laps and you know this weekend he it definitely rewarded him and he's back where he belongs um so hopefully continue the momentum stay Absolutely. to the front keep it up yeah i agree i think uh you know uh bender uh, looked pretty good for parts of that race um you know, down the order there. And, and, you know, Sergio Garcia, like I said, is in good form right now. Jim Amasia ran a pretty smart race. Pedro Costa has not been anywhere close to the form he was in at the beginning of the year for a while now. And I'm beginning to feel like I'm watching the championship that Danny Kent won. And I really don't like it. So I'm really hoping Costa can find a way to turn it around when he comes to the good old U.S. of A. And uh, and that's going to be, it's good. But I, I was happy to see an all-Italian podium at an Italian track. That's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, giving Spain the middle finger there. <laughs> and uh, I, I was really happy for it. But all in all, I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, we, we need to see what happens with Acosta. Is the pressure getting to him? Is he just having a bad run of form? Is he going to get back to winning ways here pretty soon? Because it's it's a question on everybody's mind. Right. No, I agree. And, you know, that's something that we kind of expected a, a dip. You, you know, you can't ride that wave forever. So, you know, this is something that Pedro, like everyone else, has fought through in their career. They're going to have peaks and valleys, you know, like we talked with Garrett Gerloff. So, and, th- and not to say that this is disastrous for Pedro Acosta. You know, he's still finishing top 10, you know, as a rookie. So that's still nothing to, to bat an eye about. It, you know, he's he's still doing very well. Um, but I think he's he, he, he hit the scene with such a force that he, you know, almost outgrew, outgrew himself and overdid it. <laughs> 
you know, and, and really raised everyone's expectations of him. And now, you know, now it's kind of a little bit of a slide, the deeper they're getting into the season. Um, so, you know, I'm not sure how long of seasons he had ran before. Maybe this is, you know, more races than he's done so far in a season could be a bit tired, Right, 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 right. you know, and it's all just continued growth, growth and development of the rider. Aki Io knows what he's doing. He's running a a phenomenal team, championship winning team. So he'll continue to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, really, we've talked about it. I, I, I don't have any big stories out of Moto3 to talk about. Um, I didn't see anybody making me mad, really, in qualifying again. So, <laughs> um, you know, so let's move on to Moto2. Okay. Um, yeah, so Moto2, we had, again, Raul Fernandez winning the race. And if they say one more thing about his broken hand, I'm going to punch somebody. Um, Remy Gardner finishing second, Aaron Kinnett finishing third. Raul Fernandez is transcendent to me. As we've seen Acosta fade, Fernandez just keeps burning brighter. And the broken hand in Aragon was definitely a thing, but we saw him win. And I love how they just repeated themselves. The announcer's like, well, after 10 laps, he doesn't know what's going to happen. Really? Did you guys watch the race in Aragon? Yeah. You didn't, did you watch? Oh, it was numb for the last <laughs> lap, and he couldn't ride it. Right. But, you know, so I, I, I don't, I couldn't ride with a broken hand at all, much less win a Moto2 race. So I have a ton of respect for the grit and the toughness of Raul Fernandez. But I just want the announcers to stop talking about it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's getting to pit board levels for me. Yeah. Like I just, you know what I mean? Like they'll they'll be talking about the fight for, you know, fourth and fifth and blah, blah, blah. And they'll put the picture back on Fernandez. And the first thing they'll say is broken hand, finger, hand, broken, plate. There's lots of surgery. Hand, numb, hand, hand, hand. That's what I feel like all I hear from them when I see his number. And I, I, I think it has to be said. I mean, it is so impressive what he's doing and him winning and not just winning. I mean, he, he won by almost half a second. But the guy in second place is unfazed by all of it. Raul Fernandez has to be thinking, what do I have to do? This every time I win, this dude just gets right behind me and is like, okay, that's cool. Good job, man, on that broken hand. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, Remy Gardner's just been so good this year. He did not get a good start during the race. Bezeki did get a good start, although that didn't seem to help him because he ended up in fifth. And, you know, but I I just think Fernandez and Gardner are by far uh, the most consistent in the class. You know, Fernandez has had a couple of crashes, and, you know, the season's not over. Remy could still have a couple of crashes. Um, but th- that KTM IO team, just Unbelievable. Just unbelievable talent. It, it, that collection of talent's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, we've said it all year long. You know, we're starting to get to the point now that's very similar to the, the comments that you're making about the hand, right? Like, that's every time, yeah. every podcast that yeah. we have about Moto2, yeah. we're talking about the same two names. We're talking about Raul, Raul Fernandez, Remy Gardner, and the KTM IO team. You know, yeah. I, I mean, at this point, KTM IO needs to be cutting us a check for how many times that we're saying their name over the radio, right? Oh, um, we do it, need some sponsors. Just, oh. it, it is just, it's, it's a sickening consistency about how powerful this team really is 
and and how well they've been put together um, and the yep. talent that they have. Yep. You know, not to take anything away from the the riders themselves, and to yep. just put all the praise on on Red Bull. Yeah, but absolutely. <clears throat> But no, Remy Gardner and Raul Fernandez. Um, I'll have to say that I really hope that Remy Gardner holds on and wins this championship. Um, I, I would love to see the Aussie win. I think he's a, he's been through the ringer with multiple teams in in Moto Two. I think there was a point where a lot of folks might have may have doubted him. Um, he looked looked to be quite sure. a bit of a wild card sure. when he was the one with with the One uh, XOX team. Um, yeah, but. This year, he is such a uh, mature rider and good decision maker on the bike. Yeah, um, it's, it's been unbelievable, just, yeah, really. Uh, it, it, he doesn't he doesn't put he hasn't put a foot wrong all year. Not at all. Like no. he worked through the pack in this race, and and it was it was it was exactly the kind of performance that he's put on week after week. And that's it's just it's just it's it's great to watch. Fernandez is brilliant. He is brilliant. Let's stop talking about his hand now. Let's just let it go. Yeah, most definitely. I we can talk about it after the year and like how did you do that? But but it's not going to bother him. He's not going to fade and lose the race because of his hand. Um, Canet, great race. He was right there with Remy. He wasn't far behind. Um, you know, put pressure on Remy the whole race and. Um, but he just couldn't, he couldn't get around him. But again, another, another good finish for Kinnett and that Bosco score chassis. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for Kinnett to go to Calex and see what he can do. I, I was, I was getting to say, uh, right before you said that, I, I was going to go out on a limb and say, I think we're going to see Kinnett get a win on a Calex. Ooh, well, then we'll know the story of the bow tie. <laughs> yeah. That'll be cool. Well, I, I you know, I want to mention real quick that I think, uh, you know, they said that Augusto Fernandez is going to KTM IO next year. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that'll true. be interesting to watch. That'll yeah. be interesting to watch. Um, Navarro was terrible from the second row. <laughs> terrible. What? <laughs> did did they forget to put this man's rear wheel on? What happened? So at least he saw the checkered flag. Uh, I'm just going to go out and yeah. let him say that. You know, that, that's a better uh, a finish is better than not than throwing it in the gravel. That's all you can really. I say. agree. He got a couple of points, yeah, but I was like, man, what is going on? But he just didn't look about it. Lowe's finishes him fourth, but Lowe's again with the mistakes. He just can't help himself. He just he's trying so hard. And our friend Dan maybe gave me the best description of him trying to win every corner. He just, man, he 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 just does. He, he misses just, that he just, form that he had in Qatar. Uh, I mean, that, yeah, that's he's all. He's chasing it, it. He's chasing yeah. it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But I mean, the Americans. Well. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Cameron Bobby. I think Cameron Bobby actually made it up to what was it, 14th or 17th, somewhere around there, and then um, got shuffled all the way back yet again. Um, to yeah, and he and Joe Roberts were so. He and Joe Roberts were parked in turn one. Oh my! Sharing a sandwich, well, maybe a they're, picnic. They're parked on the bow bus currently, so. Oh, you put both Americans on the bow bus. You know what? They're coming home this weekend. We better see a good good showing. 
Yeah, because Cam can't use the I don't know this track. Oh, Lord. Yeah, he cannot do that at all. Yep, so if he qualifies in 28th, somebody might throw a soda. I don't know. <laughs> Who says <laughs> soda? I don't know. It's some, the, evidently somebody that would throw something on the track, like a, <laughs> you know, some sort of ill-behaved person. Well, I wouldn't do it. We've seen water bottles being hurled before in Moto America, so. <laughs> right. I mean, that wasn't me. I would never. That could I happen. Would never. <laughs> no, it absolutely could happen in America. I mean, that's what we are. But, well, you know what? Let's uh, let's go ahead and move on and talk about MotoGP. What do you say? That sounds good. Let's Let's do that. Okay. Well, first of all, I mean, you're in Misano. And you think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out there on an Italian motorcycle as an Italian and, and win, win this in thing. Italy. <laughs> That's it. I mean, Pecco Bagnaia finishing first, Fabio finishing second, and Bastianini finishing in third. What? On a two year old Ducati. What? On a two year old Ducati? That's not supposed the to The beast turn. is back. The beast is back. I what I want to say about Francesco is I'm wondering if we've seen the dam break now. You know what I mean? Like we got the win, we got that first monkey off our back. Now we've got the consecutive wins. I mean, are we in for a, a run of Pecco wins? I mean, I don't think that's far fetched. The the and we saw the form. We saw this form last year with Pramac, though, right? Remember, he, he was leading this yep. very race last year with Pramac, and he crashed out in the lead in turn six. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's not like this is just the form is just overnight, but it, it almost feels like it's it's needed time to – he has needed the time to manage a race from the front. Um, like we talked about in Aragon, he fought with Mark Marquez on Mark Marquez's home turf. And he came out victorious, and and that amount yep. of confidence and the feel that he gained from that, um, I it it elevated his riding yeah. ability, yeah. his riding ability, but it elevated his game to a new level. You know, so now he is yeah. riding that high, and he's he's on a peak. You know, the peaks and valleys we've been talking sure. about tonight. And uh, no, I think that you're absolutely spot on. That he's got a monkey off his back. He's got some pressure relieved a little bit. Um, once again, an Italian in an Italian team. He knows that the drive behind that Ducati Lenovo team. He knows that they're not going to accept anything less than than second yeah. best. You know, and yeah, that's um, true. So I, I think now we're just going to see an even stronger Pecco uh, throughout the rest of the year. Um, and and honestly, it, it almost feels like that bike's kind of turning a corner a little bit. You know, because this is yep. this is a bike. This is a track that you know a Yamaha should should fair fairly you know do fairly well and and honestly i did not see a section of that track where yamaha was you know blatantly dominant you know even um it was at the second to last lap when fabio came around the um the real fast rights you know and he lost the yep. rear end you know and it spat him up out you know you knew just how hard he was pushing to keep up with peco to make that move into turn 14 and it didn't happen you know he he wasn't there because he yep. lost the rear so man I, um peco's ice cold man yeah no, that I dude agree. that dude does not he does not crack like pressure does not bother him i mean we saw it with marquez i mean fabio wasn't passing him like marquez but he was right there right there 
right there a whole race. He, he, he rides, I mean, he kind of reminds me of Dovey, the way that Dovey rode back, you know, and, and I don't want to, to insult Dovey and say, you know, in his prime, but he does remind me a lot of Dovey when Dovey was in his prime. You know, he, he had that, that aggression that he just didn't care what Mark Marquez, he didn't care about big reputations, which was, you know, what Mark Marquez carried with him at the time that he and Dovey were battling every race. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think, um, you know, he he's just he just looks on great form right now, and I hope it continues for him. I he's a he's a good dude, and I've always liked that guy as a rider, and, and I'm glad to see that he's winning some races and gotten over the frustrations of it. It's it's just great to see Fabio in second. You know he he got swallowed up a little bit early by the Ducatis, but he made a great choice of tire, and really paid off for him in the end. Um, you know Martin crashed battling with Fabio there. I, I you know. Uh, Fabio, he's he looks to me he's almost the opposite of what's happening with Acosta. So he's not winning. He's more like what's happening with Remy. Somebody right, else right. is winning, but he's just like, all right, cool. I've got this big lead. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to mess it up. Right. So he knows he he's self aware, kind of like Top Rack. You know, we talked about Top Rack that if he can run away with the race that he's going to, but if not, then he's just he's self aware enough to the fact where he just brings home the, as many points as he possibly can. Right. Right. I agree. And and you know, um, I think he is what he is. He he's he's a phenomenal phenomenal uh, rider and 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 has had a great year and man. It's going to be tough to beat that guy this year. Yeah. Um, but I think the story of the day has to be maybe second to Pecco because of the Italian on an Italian bike. But here's another Italian on an Italian bike finishing in third on a two-year-old Italian bike. What a ride by Anea Bastianini. I, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that um, at the MotoGP level. I mean, he was just... It was like he could do no wrong. Once he dispensed with Marquez, he gapped him by, what, almost six seconds, five and a half seconds. Um, speaking of Mark, 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 Marquez, finishing fourth, pretty good for a guy with one arm that has to do a lot of right-handed turning. Yeah, yeah, that definitely. Yeah, this really. is a predominantly right-handed track, so yeah, this yep. is definitely. No, but you know what you said about uh, Anaya Bastianini, he started 12th and ended up in third and that like you said that's really unheard of a lot of times in in at this level of racing um especially on a 2-year-old bike. <clears throat> yeah, the people that do that are named Marquez. Exactly. Yeah. Honestly. And honestly, I mean it, it was just such a phenomenal performance. Um and on the flip side of that coin, it wasn't such a phenomenal performance for your man Alex Renz. Well, well, you'll have that, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's uh, man. Look, I honestly, I, I mean, I'm I'm starting to question whether Alex Renz should be on that bike or not. Um, Are you just starting? Oh, I've been there. Well, you know, understand what I mean. I mean, Alex Renz is is so hot and cold, right? I I mean, Alex 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 Renz is more or less the Fabio Quartararo of 2020. Um, You know, some days he would win, other days he he's in the gravel, and and that's and 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 unfortunately, the Alex Renz that's that's on his game though right now, he's still not winning. He's only top five, you know. 
and and you know and it wasn't such a great day for his teammate but you know focusing on and, but a sixth place is better than not finishing whatsoever uh, and that that needs to be considered by the team too and I, I still feel that they're just trying to fill in the David Abrevia sized hole that they have in that team but also beyond that Alex Renz has to be able to, to finish a race I'm sorry I, if Alex Renz cannot find form soon I don't think I mean Alex Renz should not be in that seat I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Um, he, you, as a factory rider, I think finishing uh, outside the top ten is absolutely unacceptable. But not finishing the race is somehow more than that, right? Like, right on a consistent basis, crashes happen. We all know it, but it does happen too often to Alex Renz. It really does. Um, and it's been happening all year, and we've been saying it all year. So we'll see what happens. But I did want to say, you know, your your uh, your your favorite rider in the grid, finishing in seventh. He's on a real run of form right now. I mean, that's two straight, two top tens out of the last three, right? Or two straight top tens. Yeah. So he's got two top tens this year, Bo. What else do you want? Good for him. <laughs> I, I come on I think, man i think this all goes back to the fact that honda uh, yeah no the, you know that's a great the, uh, thank you for bringing him up you know because let's get on the subject of that r- right now because this isn't so much <laughs> polo spargaro you know obviously polo spargaro has talent he wouldn't be a motor gp rider if not you know uh, the 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 nuances of polo spargaro's attitude sometimes you know let's let's throw those out the window for for now um and let's just talk about the talent level um we we know that it's there we know that he has race winning potential um we saw it on uh, on the ktm you know unfortunately in the steering grand prix you know we had the red flags like we had last year um the horrific accidents that you know kind of spawned a lot of the irritation towards his 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 personal behavior um that was displayed in the pit at least um but but looking directly at his talent level and what he brings to hrc and what hrc is not bringing back to its riders um, I think it was kind of indicative whenever we saw the pictures emerge from the Mizano test of the bike that HRC brought. Um, we had a Ducati with Yamaha wings, essentially, is what Honda is bringing to the table for next year. I, I, I do have some serious questions about copyright and patent infringement. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I mean, there's... There's some, I you know I, I like I'm like we we might need to get legal out here. I don't know. Oh, there there but had to have been some eyebrows raised in both the Yamaha and the Ducati garages whenever that bike rolled out and and buzzed by, or or some I mean, smirks. I'm sure that David Tardazzi threw a smirk or two at Gigi. Oh yeah, for sure. Hmm. I just when I when I was looking at that bike, I, I thought. Huh. We run out of ideas. We're like Hollywood oh, yeah. now. We're just going to keep re- remaking the old movie. It's a dumpster fire. Uh, I mean, that, it, it didn't even look complete. And, and not even to me. I mean, the pictures that I looked at didn't even look like it was a a finished fairing. You know what I mean? It just looked like, okay, you know, they were up the night before sanding it down, trying to get it ready and, and, and drove it as fast as they could. 
you know, over to the track. Yeah. It, it just did not look like a finished product to me. And I, and I understand that these bikes are always going under de- or constant development and changes. And, and that was a very rough sketch. But Honda, if you're bringing that to a test and you're this close to the end of the season, what are you doing? Well, it was either that or the mystery mobile. I mean, you know, you know the, they can't, you know, they don't have Fred to drive that thing. And, you know, this is, it's Team Scooby-Doo, man. This is what they do. Honda, As a matter on. of fact, that, that, that bike might have come over in the mystery mobile. You know what I mean? Like, Daphne might have loaded that thing up. I don't know. But I... I do worry about their direction and it is starting to become apparent to me that maybe, maybe there is something to do with the bike. That's maybe everybody struggle. I mean, everybody struggled except for Marquez anyway, before Crutchlow, Nakagami, this is all the same thing to them. Pole just thought that he could overcome it. I thought it was really arrogant to think he could overcome what Jorge Lorenzo couldn't overcome. Jorge, let me say that again. His name is Jorge Lorenzo. There's a turn named after him at Nerez. Yeah. There's no Espargaro turn. And you thought, I'm going to go over there I think there's an Espargaro dead end somewhere. Whoa. Okay. I'd like to distance myself from that statement because, you know. But that's what it, that's like to, what has happened since he's got to HRC because of HRC. And, no, I completely agree with what you said. I think that he had actually made comments pre, you know, back in his KTM days that the Honda needed to be ridden or the KTM needed to be ridden similar to the Honda. Then he jumps on the Honda and goes, oh, gosh, this is way different than what I thought it was going to be. I mean, to exactly honestly. To your point, you're, you're right, exactly right. right. And everything that you say, I, I, I agree with. But, right. you know, well, I mean, you know, it, come on, man. I mean, I, I get it, but it's not really a dead end. It's more like the edge of the Grand Canyon he fell off of. Like, you know, he <laughs> How's that better? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to get my own dig in there. I, I you know, I, I so he really has struggled, but I think sometimes it's hard to see the forest for the trees when you're in doing something. So I'll give you a personal example of like what it feels like I'm doing on the bike and what the video shows I'm doing on the bike, right? I feel like this is the same thing. The data is telling you what you're not doing, but you think you're doing it. And then you're like, well, the data's wrong. Nope, it's not. And I think when you saw that Jorge Lorenzo, one of the most accomplished most talented riders ever to throw a leg over a MotoGP bike can barely manage to finish a race on that bike. Yeah. It's not Jorge Lorenzo. That's it. That's it. But what Paul Spargaro did in his arrogance and his competitiveness took over and thought washed up. Jorge Lorenzo is washed up. I can go over there and kill it with HRC, just like Mark Marquez. Do you think there's a bit of desperation, though, in that, too, though? Because he is he's a little younger. He's the younger brother to, to Alicia Sparger, right? Yeah. Um, but he's also, he's also a Spaniard. And he, 
you know, say what you want, but there's a competition with Marquez, and he wanted to prove that maybe Marquez was stealing his shine a little bit, and he didn't like that either, right? Well, He's yeah, a factory no. rider. He's Spanish. These guys are sensitive like that. And I feel like, honestly, he thought, I can beat Marquez if you put me on the same bike. Guess what? It's not so. Oh, man. It is not true at all. <laughs> it's not. He's got one arm and he's beating you every week. Every week. So, that's where pole is. Now, Alesha, on the other hand, is at Aprilia on a bike that is coming up. They're figuring it out. Right. Maverick Vinales finishing 13th. Maverick Vinales and Alesha Sparker have a chance to do something special over there. And they may do it. But I am suspect on Alicia Spargaro. He's been there for so long. He has worked very hard. But after the podium, what has he done? He's not been close to another one, right? Right. That was a springboard, right? That I've, I knew I was one of the top three riders in the championship. I mean, I wonder if the Spargaro brothers say, listen, if we win, let's say the most asinine thing that I can say. And 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 like when he when he said that, I was like, this cat is not gonna be on the podium one more time this year. That's what my mind thought. I, I thought immediately. And, and you know, we talked about it. I get it. it. He yeah. felt disrespected. He felt disrespected and now he had a platform. But you posted something on Facebook the other day, and you know what that is that I resonated with me about these two boys? No one cares. Work harder. You know, and, and I'm gonna I'll pause for that real quick. You know where I got that from? I actually got that from uh, one of our friends, uh, Kyle from Pit Lane. Um, you know, he had he had randomly yeah. just kind of showed that up on social media. It was right after I had my crash, and I uh, saw that, and that's what has been getting me through this. And I actually sent that back to him. As well, you know, because he just had a pretty bad crash. So, want to send uh, our uh, thoughts out to him and say, "Hey, get well, get better, Kyle." We're thinking uh, and about and Jerome. You. Yeah, Jerome. About yeah, Jerome had a terrible accident at VIR. Yeah. Um, and, I know. Is, is, does he go by Jerome or Kyle? Because that's um, who I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. B Balikowski, right? Yeah, Balikowski, Chowski, Kowski. Yeah, Chowski. Yeah. Let's call him Chowski. That's what was on his call letters, I think. But Zeb's buddy. But anyway, <laughs> Zeb Zeb's buddy had a terrible accident, and man, we're all thinking about you. Yeah, man. Um, but you know what? They he inspired a new flag at VIR, and I've never seen this flag, but it is a ambulance flag, a white flag with a red cross on it. No other circuits using it. But, uh, but the, but, uh, VIR is because of his accident. Cause they need to get to people faster. If corner worker, corner worker signals to them that they need to get there fast. Yeah. That just means that there might be an ambulance on track with you as a motorcycle and to be watching for it. So, but I, I hate that that happened and no, of course absolutely. we hope he yeah. gets better. I, uh, so yeah. the, on that sidebar there, we, we wish him the best. I mean, there yeah, were some sorry. bad crashes at the last few races or last few track days at uh, VIR. So everybody out there, we hope you get better, but especially the guys at pit lane, because I buy a lot of stuff from there and they've always been great. 
Um, yeah, sorry so, to sidebar off that. That just uh, got nah, me no thinking. Worries. I definitely wanted to mention it because I've uh, been thinking about him and hoping right. he gets better. Right. Well, speaking of disappointments, I, I think I think we have to talk about Jack and Miller and John Muir, and both of them were disappointing in this race. Jack Miller needs to be better, period. I don't think I need to say any more. He, he's not being what he needs to be. Uh, John Muir, after I said all that about, hey, this is a time for John Muir, he was like, you know, Jason, you really have never watched a motorcycle race because you don't know anything. And I'm disappointed in what's happening with Mir right now. I don't know whether it's the bike or him or a little bit of both, but doesn't matter. He's letting Fabio and Pecco take the show and uh, whatever. That's just how it goes, but he's not in good form and neither is Miller. Yeah, I think Jack Miller, and I'm not sure what Jack Miller's woes are. I'm not sure if it's tire management or what's going on there, but if it's tire management, I think that Jack Miller should be well beyond that by now. He's been on the GP paddock for far too long. He's been on on a Ducati for far too long. And, you know, this is 2018. I don't say this terribly. This isn't 2018 bad Miller, um, you know, because he's at least finishing races You know, at least he's finishing races at this point. But this also is not Ducati Lenovo. Um, Jack Miller, you know, this is not what Ducati expected nah. from you. They expected a tire run from you. Yep. Um, and, and I'm sure that that's exactly what Jack Miller thought for himself. I, I'm sure that he did not expect one bit to be overshadowed by Pecco Benyaya this year, but that's where we're at. Um, yeah. So yep. maybe, maybe Jack needs to sit back and look at that data from Pecco a little bit, you know, and start yeah, taking maybe so. uh, I, I, start Well, that I book. think. Yeah, but you know what? At this point, we're saying all that about Jack, but he's won just as many races as Pecco this year. That's true. So, That's true. No, you, know. you know, and and you know, so we'll we'll give him that about. But uh, you know, I I think that's really all I had about the weekend over there. There was no other big big thing that I saw during the race that made me write a note down. So let's talk just for a couple of minutes. You and I are tomorrow morning at three a.m. <laughs> are embarking on a trip to watch these guys in person at Circuit of the Americas in Austin. Um, how are you feeling, man? I'm pretty excited. Um, I mean, right now I'm pretty tired. You know, where we're, we record yep. this fairly late at night, so I'll be up in about another hour and a half. I've already missed Antiques. Yeah, you won't even show. go to sleep. Don't um, worry. Don't worry. <laughs> no, you won't even go to sleep, man. I know Nick is at home not going to sleep either. He doesn't sleep. <laughs> He's excited. <laughs> He's pacing around the house doing yoga right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but yeah, I'm excited, so it's exciting, man. right? Um, yeah, it, you know, actually, first, a lot of firsts for me. First time flying, actually. So, um, you, yeah, you guys can pick at me for that. Um, but uh, I'm excited, man. I, I think it's going to be a good time. Um, I, I know Ange is really looking forward to it, and we're looking to, looking forward to just get out there and having a good weekend away. Right. Well, Ange really likes me. I'm I'm not really funny. <laughs> I can't, I can't stop. <laughs> I can't. Oh, but it, so yeah. So I love this race. I I love this track, this facility. Um, I'm so excited to share it with all of you guys. Um, I think I've said it before. The Jason Cole experience, right? Like so. Um, we're gonna go do some fun stuff. Have you tried um, to market it, that yet? No, I, I should. I should do that. I should. That could be, be another like revenue stream for you. I mean, I should I should do this to the Jason the Jason Cole Experience Moto GP. I mean, <laughs> I literally bought half the tickets in this suite 
Like we're going to have that suite taken over. It's going to be amazing. And if, and if there's an overflow suite, we'll just all go to the overflow suite all day and we'll be in there by ourselves and the jokes will be nonstop. Um, I, I, you were on the text string today. Mm-hmm. We're going to play our game with the Biagi jersey. It's going to be great. Um, I'm terrified and, about this too. <laughs> oh, it is so. Look, it is. It, I, no, I am also terrified, but it's so much more fun because you are biting your nails at every practice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you have to. You have to be involved. Um, I really hope that you guys, you and Ange, have a great time. I, I go every year. I know for some people, they're like, oh, "I'll do it once," and. I go every year because when I know that I'm going to Coda, I think I texted you today and said, I literally cannot concentrate on anything. I tried to clean the garage up and then ended up working on the rear brake on my bike and then went, sat on my dirt bike and didn't do anything. I was in there for two hours and I basically bled a rear brake. That's what I did. <laughs> so, so it's going to be a good time. We're going to be there. Um, and it'll be interesting to give a perspective after we've been there in person and I'll probably come back home and watch the races so I can make some notes, but there's nothing like being there. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing like being there and I can't wait for you to experience the smell of the race fuel and to hear the bikes warming up. And the first time you hear a MotoGP bike in person, it is an, an experience you won't forget. And I can't wait for you to do that. I'm really, really looking forward to it. I mean, I, I remember the first time, I remember my first track day, the first uh, bike that I heard crack down the start-finish straight at Roebling Road. Um, it was Jeff Miller on a Honda CBR 1000. You know what I mean? That was just, the, uh, that's how that's how vivid it was, you know, to remember that. And um, I, I, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to have a blast. I'm sure I am, it, you know. Yeah, I you just, will. You're going to have a blast. Absolutely. Well, you're going to have a blast and I'm, I'm excited to, uh, share that with you and, um, fly with you on, you will be technically your first, your second flight. Cause you'll come to Atlanta, yep. but, uh, we'll be on the same plane and, uh, you know, maybe I can throw some peanuts at you or something to keep you awake. But, um, I look forward to it, man. And, you know, I, I, I get what I want to say to everybody out there, you know, after this weekend, you know, we've, we talked a little bit about the loss of, uh, Dean, uh, Berta Vinales, uh, and Jason DePasquier and Hugo Milan this year. Um, you know, w- I said it already. Uh, we really do feel it. I feel it, man. I really do feel it. I feel for, for Kyle and Jerome yeah. and, and, or whatever the name is. And, and I, I, anyone that goes down at a t- track day, I typically walk over and make sure they're good. Just check on them. I know the feeling. I know what it's like when you've crashed your bike and you know, it's going to cost money and maybe you're in a little bit of pain. But, you know, it could be worse. You know, we had three young men lose their lives this year, and that's just really unfortunate. And, you know, um, I, you know, not to, not to get on my soapbox or anything, um, because, you know, the loss of a life is, is far worse than, than any injury that we could ever have, you know. Um, but, yep. but, you know, the injury, when I heard uh, what had happened to, uh, to Chowski, um, I know what he's gonna have to do you know what i mean um and yeah, and i yeah. I've, I've i've been checking on him you know every couple of days or so and and I, I told him point blank um you know i said this is gonna suck uh, i said this is going to suck that's all there is to it um but you know and 
you know, it's it's the hard work that's going to get him through. It's the goal that he's got yep. that's going to get him through. Yep. You know, and just trying yep. to be as you know a champion for him to say, you know, you've got this. Continue to push through it, and you know, and that's not you know what I'm doing is not near what other folks are doing. You know, just because the community right. that we right. that we are in is so strong and so close and and such a tight knit uh, community and family. Um, that, yep. you know, we've all got great people around us like you, you know, you and, and Jason Wilson and, and Nick and, 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 uh, and Dan, you know, you guys, whenever I had my crash, um, you guys were there for me and, and that was, you know, it, it means a lot and it, it, there's nothing I could ever do to repay, pay you guys, you know, for what you guys did for me. Um, so, well, it's I'm, just, a, you know, it's a close family. I was happy to do know? it. Yeah, absolutely. We were happy to do it. We, we didn't think anything about it. We know you do the same. Um, but, you know, I, I think we should wrap it up, man. It's it's uh, getting close to time. But out there in uh, podcast land, I want to tell everybody, we want you to keep that shiny side up, that uh, rubber side down. Be safe driving to your tracks this weekend. Be safe if you're coming and driving Dakota. And uh, we will be back next week to talk about the time that we had and uh, the race that was going on over the weekend with World Superbike uh, and uh, MotoGP. So until next time, I'm Jason, a.k.a. Captain Novice, and we'll see you later. Guys, have a good one.